Thanks to BetterHelp for its continued support of Another Mother Runner. Most days we can all use some help. Make it BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com AMR. Start living a better life today. Haya Health makes natural, sugar-free children's vitamins with all the essential nutrients a child needs in their diet and none of the unhealthy junk, all delivered straight to your door. To get 50% off your first order, go to hayahealth.com AMR or enter code AMR at checkout. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories. If you're looking to heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com AMR. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Wasner Flynn here for my second episode of AMR Trains. Couldn't be more happy to join you, Dimity, on a Monday morning. I know it is a Monday morning in early December, mid-December. So we're we're getting we're getting our work done early so we can celebrate some holiday time. So we are closing the book on yet another year that we could attach many adjectives to, like stressful or unpredictable or unstable, nerve-wracking. Um, so actually, we wanted to focus on focus this show on something regular, predictable, and soothing. And so we're going to talk about athletic traditions that ring in the new year. Okay, so it might not be super soothing since we're going to talk about ultras and ultra cold temperatures, but definitely a predictable, regular thing that we can count on. I know the one that looms largest in my past is the New Year's Eve run in Central Park, which I think you've done, right, Sarah? Yes, I did it. I can't remember which year, but it was definitely in the early 2000s when I did it. Okay, and I probably did it in the late 1990s <laughs> um, because that's when I was living and I moved out of New York and. 2001, I think. So, um, so I just remember, I mean, my biggest thing, I loved the, I loved being in Central Park at midnight and the, and the fireworks were going off. Right. And that was really fun. Mm -hmm. I also liked that it took the pressure off of not having to make New Year's Eve plans, which in my twenties was so stressful, right? Like, where am I going to go? What am I going to wear? Will there be somebody to kiss? Probably not. Like it was just really, I didn't, I did not enjoy New Year's Eve as a rule. What about you? <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I think anytime I tried to make big plans as a, in my 20s, things would just, you know, become catastrophic and just fall apart dramatically. One year I got terrible food poisoning the year that I paid. You know, remember those like parties that you would pay like 100 bucks for? Yes. All you, eat, all you can drink and like I scraped together my money and then I got food poisoning and couldn't even go out. So that year was great. I trying to think, I think it was with some friends and probably my now husband, Mark, I think we were in our early days of dating. Um, And what I remember is, of course, the fireworks were amazing, but it was so cold, as usual, you know, in New York City. And there is this man and I think he was a pretty much a fixture in the uh, Central Park New Year's Eve race, he would dress as the as baby New Year. Oh, wow. And he wore nothing but an adult diaper. And he had like a big (laughs) pacifier in his mouth. And I remember looking at him and be like, how is he out here? I mean, it was definitely sub freezing and I was all bundled up and this guy is out there running in a diaper dressed as baby new year. And so I was like only in New York, right? Only in New York. Well, and the adrenaline probably carried him through. And I did yeah. like that. I finished, I mean, you were kind of what, so I think it was four miles. And so, you know, you ended, did you start at midnight or did it end around midnight? I can't remember. Did I think it, it, at- it started, didn't we do the countdown and then they would say go. I, I thought at midnight. Because, yes, I okay. pretty much. And then also because afterwards we went over to Times Square and it had emptied out. And that was really cool too, because it was Times Square post New Year and just like a ghost town. And it was all the confetti was on the, on the ground in the street. And we just like walked through the streets and, you know, post race high. It was really, really fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so we've got three or four women actually today um, who are going to check in with their traditions. I only did that race once, so I can't really call that a tradition, but it was a fun event. Um, But we've got some women who actually have done things again and again. So you want to introduce our first guest, Sarah? Yes, I'm so excited to talk to Jane Martin Laveau. She is a retired junior high, high school music teacher from Gravesend, Brooklyn. And Jane, you're going to have to tell us where Gravesend, Brooklyn is. Um, My dad's from Brooklyn and I've never heard of Gravesend. So you'll have to fill us in on that. But while you're not a runner, you are um, somebody who does something amazing every year. And it's 
um, probably exactly what we're thinking about when you think about a New Year's tradition, which is renewal and refresh, re just refreshing for this year. You are a member of the Coney Island Polar Bear Club, and it's going to hold its 119th annual Polar Plunge on January 1st. So welcome, Jane. Greetings. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Okay, uh, so let's clear up. Where's Gravesend? So Gravesend, I wouldn't know either if I had not moved here um, <laughs> about seven years ago. Um, I'm Let's say I'm inside, in, inland from Coney Island, pretty much. It's inland okay. from Coney Island and Brighton Beach, is, which is where I spend a lot of my time because there's the ocean. There you go. Okay. okay. Thank you for clearing that up. I asked my dad, he's like, I never heard of it. And I was like, you lived, you grew up in Brooklyn. So uh, it must be such a small little part of Brooklyn there. Okay, so let's talk about the polar plunge. So give us the basics, Jane. Just like I know everyone hears that. And I, we want to know how cold is the water and how long do you stay in? So it varies greatly. Um, this year, what I'm hearing is that the water temperature may be as much as 10 degrees higher than it was last year. Um, and currently, it's about 48 Fahrenheit. Um, mm. So it does get colder. It can go into the low 40s, down into the 30s. Even one year, we had like balls of ice on the shoreline. Wow. Um, so um, and, and what for the plunge, most the, the, the plunge on New Year's Day is like an amazing event. It's a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. The polar bears host the event for thousands of people who generally sign up and really look forward to this event. And as to how long they stay in, I think a lot of people tend to come in and splash and run out and um, which is perfect with that many people. We go, we have them coming in in waves, like every five waves, right? Um, every five <laughs> minutes, um, waves of people coming into the waves of the, in the, of the ocean. And um, so they don't stay in very long at all. Okay. And then of course, have a deck change they have to they we don't have any facilities for them to change and warm up so they have to bring everything with them and take care of themselves on the beach and is there I, I know there are no official rules or i imagine there are no official rules so correct me if i'm wrong but do most people go underwater or do they just go up to their shoulders or does it depend upon the person on the plunge people do anything and everything Okay. And there are people who will come in up to their knees. There are people who will come in up to their waist or up to their shoulders. Some people dive, which is not recommended. Um, people will go in and dunk. Um, so any which way, you know, any which way. And of course, for the for the, the event, there are lifeguards and people on hand to take care of any emergencies, which I think are extremely uncommon. Sure, um, sure. So, um, Sorry, Dimity. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, yep. You, you mentioned that you discourage people from diving, but as far as like getting in the water, is it better just to rip the bandaid off and just run right in and run out? Or do people like, <laughs> tiptoe their way in? Again, people have different styles. There are people who, like I said, people dive. So that's, you know, that's instantaneous. Um, there are people who just walk right in and there are people who take their time. I'm a person who tends to take my time a little bit. So sometimes more than others. Um, but it's also a very different experience, like for the members of the Polar Bear Club who are doing this every Sunday afternoon, um, April, uh, sorry, November through April. Um, and we tend to spend more time. So we have like a 10 minute circle, a 15 minute circle, a 20 minute circle, depending on the conditions and, you know, and, and beyond that. And so you get in, it's a different experience. And this is something that people should know. If you give yourself a couple of minutes to adjust, um, you get not just that initial, what could be a shock. I mean, that you get that initial chill and sensation, but you adapt to it and you stay in for a little bit. And um, you, obviously the longer you stay, it gets, you get this overall body chill that is absolutely divine and will stick with you for a while and make your day just, you know, your entire day sensational. That's so cool. Well, so, so yeah, so talk a little bit about the, um, so you go every Sunday afternoon and um, 
what's what's a 10 minute circle the 20 minute circle does that mean that you get in a circle and you stay there for 10 minutes or what i don't know how long this tradition has been going on the polar bear club is around for a long time um but so we will circle up on the beach before we go in okay some kind of little chant and jumping jacks to warm up but just just very brief and then people will go into the water and circle up in the water and so it's you know it's that moment of being a group yeah and um and then people will go about whatever they're doing they're splashing around some people are swimming some people are doing there may be conga lines there are all kinds of things going on um tossing a ball around this and that um and then there's we have a one woman in particular who tends to be the timekeeper who will tell you know to 10 minutes she'll be shouting and everybody will get back into that circle and sometimes we'll go around uh, maybe clockwise and uh, you know just for a moment and then people go off and do their thing some people get out after the 10 minute circle some people go back to whatever they were doing it's very social it's very fun um, and if people are still in, they'll do a 20 minute circle. If it's cold, they might do the 15. Sometimes, sometimes there might be a little cheating going on. Um, <laughs> and then there are, there are people who linger longer. So past, wow. past the 20 minutes. Um, I would probably be in that cheating group. I can't see myself <laughs> lasting for more than like one minute, but, um, so you haven't always been a polar bear plunger, Jane. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got, um, involved in, in this? Well, I, yes, I am, you know, a typical person who usually abhors the concept of plunging into to frigid waters and like, why would anybody do that? They could help it. Um, I came about it in an unusual way, um, although maybe not that unusual. Um, I think people come for many, many reasons. But um, in January of 2013, my eldest daughter, Leonora, was killed in a violent car crash. And so while you're talking about, you know, renewal and comfort and predictability and all of that, this, this was just, you know, obviously just shattering um, every which way, um, you know, our daughter and the friend driving her home and the uncom oncoming driver all were killed in this oh. crash and this was one of those late night people had been out drinking kind of thing so please please folks don't don't even don't just don't um and so for the rest of our family we're left you know minus one and so on the one year anniversary of my daughter's passing i i knew that she had done one of these plunges i wasn't sure when or where or with whom or under what circumstances but i knew she was very adventuresome and so in her spirit i headed over to the Coney Island polar bear club and i did not go on the first the one year anniversary was january 5th which happened to fall on a sunday when they were meeting and um, i found my way to the club and i did my first uh, cold water dip and um you know in her honor in her spirit and so i um didn't know what the experience was going to be like did not anticipate that i would actually enjoy it and i was only frustrated because i think the water temperature was in the low 40s at the time and i didn't have you know some people have like booties and gloves to go in no wetsuits um and so i went in but i was concerned about my fingers and so i did not swim which is what i really love to do um but i did stay in for 10 minutes and you know immersed up to the you know up to the neck and um found that i really liked it and so my family my husband and my younger daughter bought me a pair of gloves so that I was able to go back in and enjoy it more completely. And as the temperature kept dropping down into the 30s, um, I got booties and, um, you know, made a thing of it. It took me a few years before I was able to become a member of the club. Um, but the one thing I can say is that when I discovered that the swim season as we know it, does not need to come to an end um, for people who love swimming, um, but who don't really enjoy pools. Um, and last year, 
um, and into this year, many of the pools were closed. And sure. so we got a lot of a lot more open water swimmers, people coming to the ocean because they didn't have any any place else to go. Um, when you discover that you can swim year round, it's kind of a really, really opening thing. And for me, being in the cold water, whether whether you do it that, you know, that once a year tradition or the weekly tradition, or there are people who are out there every day. There's another group, uh, the SIBOs, um, the Coney Island Brighton Beach Open Water Swimmers. There are people who are out there every day. Wow. And along with the local bathers, you have real marathon swimmers, cold water, ice water swimmers. And um, so the challenges, um, you know, are, are there before you from whatever level you are they're they're there and um and it's just it's just a beautiful thing and so that refreshment you use the word refreshing it's very refreshing there yeah. is renewal involved there's an awful lot of for me connection and so whatever's going on in your life just being in nature is is a way to reconnect to reconnect with yourself to reconnect with the universe and then to connect with these um you know this this community which is absolutely you would you know would just never imagine that cold water swimmers are like the warmest people in the world and um, <laughs> i love that and so it's so it's cool. just a beautiful all-around experience that's great. Well, and so this year um, is going to be extra special for you, right? When you guys head to the, sorry, that's my dog, um, on uh, on January 1st, because who's joining you this year, Jane? Oh, that's a good question. It oh, your like daughter, sorry. Oh, 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 oh I'm so sorry. That's okay. So I'm like new elected <laughs> official coming along. Oh, which we do oh. get, we do get, we get some of the locals, um, you know, our, our um, mayor elect has, has come to the plunge in the past um no for me i was very very excited my you know this this has been my thing for the past you know since 2014 was my first my first step um i've gotten my younger daughter to come along with me on occasion and this year she signed up to join the polar bear club and it made me so 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 very happy to have her with me and um um I, I'm, you know, in a difficult place right now because she missed the past, the past two or three swims. And so that, that great joy that it gave me to have her with me, um, left me feeling a little, a little sad when she wasn't there. And, and, and so, you know, just this realization that this is my thing, it might not be her thing, but I do hope that she will continue. And, um, cause she's, you know, she's shown that she can do it. And, um, I, I hope that she, I hope that she will be joining me, um, on the first, we, we swim in the morning and then we host the, the plunge for the, the masses. Um, the, the January, uh, first plunge is a fundraiser. So we've raised up to, I think two years ago, it was $80,000 for the local nonprofits. And, um, so it's a really, it's a really successful event. And um, yeah, if my if my daughter would join me, I'd be so 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 happy. Well, hopefully, she'll listen to this and can, uh, <laughs> put a plug in for her. Um, yeah. So, if how long do you see yourself doing this? Do you feel like you'll do this forever? You're you're hooked. I I feel yes. I feel like I will do this forever. And whether I remain in New York for you know for the rest of my days, I've never been able to pull away. So it's there's a good likelihood that I will be doing it right here um, nice. as long as I can. And it's so good. I I read a lot about like ice water plunges and cold plunges, and I feel like it's just good for your overall health and all sorts of things, um, your skin and. There, there are also health benefits to it other than all the emotional benefits, I'm sure. There's article upon article about health benefits and, but, but also mental health benefits. And, you know, people see it in different ways, mental health, your, your spirits, your spirituality. Um, and like I said, people come to, to it for different reasons, but I think it's beneficial in just every which way. Nice. So on a scale of one to 10, meaning like nothing special to a 10, 
uh, highly, highly recommend. So one's nothing. Ten is awesome. Rate the Coney Island Polar Plunge as a way to ring in the new year, Jane. Oh, I think we're way beyond a ten. I think way beyond a ten. Ten times ten. It's the best thing. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. Awesome. Well, thank well, you for joining have, um, us. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you, you've convinced me. I've, it's on my bucket list for sure. I just have to make make it make it up to New York and I need to do this because I'm not a cold water person but you've convinced me Jody I'm not Jody. Jody's our next person <laughs> Jane, Jane names well that'll give that that's a little uh hint to who's coming up next Dimity right yeah exactly thank you Jane <laughs> bye-bye Next up, we've got Jody Snowden, who works as a donor relations professional at Queen's University and lives with her two teenage daughters in Kingston, Ontario. Jody and her girls have done the 5K resolution, resolution run on New Year's Day together since 2013. So this is going to be their ninth year doing it together. Impressive. Welcome, Jody. Thanks for having me, Dimity. I'm so excited to be here. So Jody, tell us about the resolution run. We imagined it was a local race, but it looks like it might be a, a Canada-wide event. Yeah, it is. So it's local to me, but there's multi-cities across Canada that participate in this resolution run 5K. And depending on the city, in some it runs on New Year's Eve and in some it runs on New Year's Day. For us, it's always been New Year's Day at 12 noon. New Year's Day 12. So that's it's the, that's as warm as Canada gets, right? High, exactly. Sun high in the sky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, so let's go back to pre-COVID before we talk about the, the years that have been virtual. Um, when the three of you ran it in person, were your girls always game for the 5K? Because they were young then. I mean, you know, like I, I know my kids would not be like, yeah, yippee, let's go do a 5K, mom, you know, on this holiday. Mm -hmm. So how, how did you get them excited for it? Or were they just naturally excited for it because their mom's a runner? Yeah, they were so young when we started doing this that I asked them the other day if they remember a New Year's Day where we didn't do this and neither one of them could remember one. So they were keen. They were excited. I mean, with me, when I do something, I go all in. So yes. 2012, I was just starting to run. I was training for the Disney Princess Half Marathon. I was finding another mother runner. I was throwing myself into every race I could find. And I found this one. There is actually a 1K route for kids as well. And then a 5K. So I think the first couple of years, my youngest did the 1K and then bumped up to five. But it's you know, it's a local fun run. Like, yes, there's a clock and there's some timing, but it's all about getting out and getting moving. So the years we had to go slow because they were younger. I mean, that changed as they got older, right? Then we'd run together and now I'm chasing them. <laughs> so it doesn't out. take long. It doesn't take long before that happens. No, uh, not long at all. So do you have any other rituals surrounding this race? Do you guys get hot chocolate afterwards? Or do you talk about your like your plans and resolutions for the next year while you're out there? Definitely. We've, we've always had lots of traditions around this one, including our packet pickup where we would go on New Year's Eve and uh, the run comes with a jacket. So it's, you know, not a cheap race to register for. <laughs> and, you know, as the kids got older and realized, oh, like you can get a jacket, it's become even more expensive for me, three jackets. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go get our packet pickup and usually go out for dinner and, and try to get back and get everything sorted for the next day. That's and nice. that was always, uh, you know, really fun. Some years we would have friends join us. Some years it would be the three of us but we would always go out for lunch after the race and kind of plan our year ahead, our running calendar for that next year, which clearly has looked a little bit different the past couple of years when you can't plan so far ahead, but that was something fun that we would always do, go to this local restaurant that had paper on the tables and we would create a huge calendar that we'd then hang by the treadmill in our our basement and kind of check things off through the year as we went. I love that. That is such a fun idea. I know it's the best answer. I was like, oh, I, I'm like, that's a weird question. I'm like, hopefully she has something around it that she does. And it turns out, yes, and something very cool. That's great. Well, and they've grown up with the race. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, you send us pictures to, to use um, when the when the episode comes out. And the very first picture is like they're in snow pants and boots. 
right? Exactly. So you're out there, you're running, quote unquote running, right? And they're like, they look like little snow women. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's obvious that they, um, you kind of did it at the pace that they were able to do it, right? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. It was all about the experience. And like I said, I was training for such a big race for me at that time with my first half marathon that it was really fun to be able to find shorter races along the way, little milestones that they could do with me as opposed to just watching me and hearing about it. So I thought that was really important all along the way. And then I just loved the idea on New Year's Day of like running in the new year together, doing something really active and celebratory. Just felt like, yes, there were years that were very, very cold and you don't know when you sign up what you're signing up for, but we might finish together with cold feet, but it was like warm hearts all around, right? And always worth it. Well, and Jody, you took the words right out of my mouth because my next question for you was, what does running with your family on the first day of the new year signify for you? So that's lovely. It's a lovely way. I, I do think that there's something really special about being active on the first day of the year to kind of set the tone for what's coming for the next 364 days. <laughs> yeah. And so um, last year and this year are were virtual and it will be virtual again. Um, so how have you continued the fun despite not being able to run in person with your community? Yeah. I mean, it's always disappointing. Like you love that feeling of lots of people around you and the start line and the gun going off. But we did feel, and we talked about this together, that, you know, regardless of the way the race was going forward, this was our tradition. This was something we look forward to and really important to us for all those other reasons, right? Like we've said, it just feels like an important day. It's kind of like your birthday. Like you, you want to start that new year off on the right foot. And so we decided we're going to do the resolution run in our own way. It'll be a little DIY. And yeah. uh, with that comes the flexibility around the route and the distance. So last year we decided to run to my mother's house kind of across town and we made it the resolution run 7K. And then we could finish with her and, and see her on New Year's Day. And it was very different, but we made the best of it. And we still felt like, you know, we did this together. It's still a memory and uh, it's just kind of our own way of bringing some normalcy and predictability into a time that felt very uncertain. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Have, have, you, have you planned the route for this year yet or is that still to be determined? This year we're debating. We're debating whether we want to do what we did last year or, or find somewhere else to go with maybe some different scenery. We've been, as many people have through the pandemic, kind of driving to different running routes, uh, trying yeah. to mix things up a little bit, right? Because mm -hmm. you're running the same streets all the time. Uh, but my brother actually lives on the other side of Kingston. So we may do something out in his end uh, this year. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. All right, so Jody, we need you to rate um, also on a scale of one to 10 from nothing special to highly, highly recommend the resolution run with children as a way to ring in the new year. What would you give it? Oh, I give it a 10. I feel like this is one of our favorite traditions, one of our longest, uh, and one that's just so fun and so easy in a way to, to get out there and do. Like, we just know this is the way we're going to spend our day. And you feel, like I said, so accomplished. I mean, yes, it's a 1K or a 5K, but you feel so accomplished and pretty badass. You're out there in the freezing cold. I mean, one year we were running the race and we saw someone come out of his house in his bathrobe getting a pizza delivery. And we're like, you know, and here we are. We're doing this. Like, this is awesome. So, yes, I would highly recommend. I think it's such a great way to set the tone for the year. That's yeah, great. that's I great. Agree. You guys, have you planned about like, I know one of them. I can't remember. the. What's your oldest daughter's name? It's not. It's Presley's younger one, right? Yes. Uh, Paige is my oldest. Paige is the older. So she's going to college next year. Is this something that you guys, you think you're going to continue? Oh, we'll continue it. I mean, I've, I've made all these plans for her, no matter where she goes next year. <laughs> I'm come back and doing it. I think she'll want to. This is something that, uh, like I said, they've both been so highly invested in from the very beginning, which is one of the benefits of starting so young is mm -hmm. now, you know, they can be the ones dragging me out the door some days. So it's, it's perfect in terms of accountability. Oh, that's awesome. so sweet. I'm sure she's going to want to do it with you or somehow, some way you guys will figure out a way to, to get it done. I think so too. 
Talking to my co-hosts for the year-end episodes, I'm reminded how different all of our lives are, yet how we all face struggles. Thankfully, we don't have to go it alone. Get help with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help, it's professional counseling. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp offers a broad range of licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues, including, but not limited to, depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, self-esteem, and trauma. BetterHelp is affordable, convenient, and professional. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor at any time. Perusing the BetterHelp website, I was struck by the range of positive reviews other users wrote about their counselor, like this comment. Lauren is the epitome of love and compassion. She has the ability to comfort me while helping me set achievable goals. She's also so thoughtful and has lived through some fascinating life experiences that help me view life through a different lens. She's an amazingly compassionate person and I cannot recommend her enough. I've found the same compassionate insight from the counselor I connected with. She helps me work through issues that have surfaced in my life in the past two years. The conversations and interactions I've had via BetterHelp are invaluable. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com AMR. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com AMR for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com AMR. Thanks, BetterHelp. Haya makes natural, sugar-free children's vitamins with all the essential nutrients a child needs in their diet and none of the unhealthy junk. The chewable vitamins fill in the most common gaps in modern children's diets or just plain fussiness with foods. Haya is yummy, made from a blend of 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. Haya arrives straight to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. Your first month comes with a reusable glass bottle your kids can personalize with stickers, and then every month thereafter, Haya sends a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins, which means Haya isn't just good for your kids, it's also good for the environment. Every morning, my kids love to take their Haya. They have their own bottles, decorated with stickers, and like the best siblings, they even argue about which is better, the yellow or the pink one. To get 50% off your first order, go to HayaHealth.com slash AMR or enter code AMR at checkout. Get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash AMR or promo code AMR at checkout to get 50% off your first order. Full discount applied at checkout. Tis the season to seek out pleasure in every area of your life. From how you start your mornings to how you wind down at night and everything in between, you deserve to gain satisfaction from it all. Dipsy Stories wants you to find joy and confidence in and out of the bedroom. Dipsy Stories is a sexual wellness app full of sexy audio stories. There are hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. Close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. It's so freeing to explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. Feel more comfortable starting off with written rather than spoken words? Dipsy now offers written stories to read on your phone. As a writer, I've been enjoying the written word. My current favorite is James After Class. Despite its title, I appreciate it being told from a female perspective. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com AMR. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash AMR. Dipsystories.com slash AMR. All right. So a 5K is one way to, ru- to run in the new year. A 24-hour race is another. Jen Miller, the author of Running a Love Story and a freelance writer, took on her first 24-hour challenge on New Year's Eve in 2020 and is heading back to the Haynesport 124-hour endurance run in New Jersey this year. Welcome, Jen. Hello, hello. So excited to have you. So, Jen, what prompted you to sign up for the 24-hour endurance run last year? Were you... Um, Yeah, go ahead. I think part of it was... uh, I didn't have anything else to do. And that's still true this year. Um, But given how bad COVID was and how depressing everything was and how I missed the big races and they said they were 100% going to go forward, I decided, well, why not? And that was pretty much it. And I did write about it for the New York Times, which was sort of fascinating because I also had to 
be a reporter while running for 24 hours. And I had a photographer following me for 24 hours. Bless her. She stayed the whole time. She never left. Um, and it just seemed like, you know, in 2020, I also ran a, a naked 5k. I mean, why not? If everything is disrupted and the usual events aren't happening, why not? And just see, and, yeah. and I, I'm doing it again. So why not? <laughs> exactly. Well, and so you, you had done, um, an ultra prior to it. I mean, because you, you didn't just come out of nowhere and decide, okay, I'm going to go run for 24 <laughs> I did, hours. I did, I've done two. I pre, before that I had done two 50 Ks. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice. Right, so, nice. um, so your plan last year was to run three minutes and then walk two minutes and then repeat until you couldn't run anymore and then walk for as long as you could. So how did that pan out for you? Uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> fine enough that it's my same approach to this year's event. Um, actually, I don't know when this drops, but I'm preparing for an eight hour race, um, this weekend. I, again, I don't know when this comes out, uh, on December 11th, an eight hour race. And that is the exact same plan that I'm working for. I ran further than I thought I would. And then I walked a lot and I was very grumpy. And <laughs> <laughs> I slept sort of dozed in the back of, like, I have a, I have, I have a super, I have a Jeep, which I have a Subaru too, that I folded the seats down. I had a sleeping bag back there and I fitfully slept. And then I, I got up and I was like, Oh, I can keep going. Oh, look at that. Um, and I actually did start running again, which shocked me. And I think my mom who had come to the end of the race because, um, I didn't want her like hanging out in the cold during COVID and like, it just didn't, it, sure. it, I would have been really upset and worried if she had stayed there, but she came she came around four o'clock um, the afternoon of the first batch of the race to bring me McDonald's. And then she came for the end. And uh, yeah, I, I um, the loop is slightly shorter than a mile, like very infinitesimally. So I ran 45 loops. Um, okay. That wow. was further than I thought I would. And some people, you know, didn't sleep at all and ran through the night. And I still don't think I'm going to be able to do that or really want to do that. Sure. Mm -hmm. But we'll do yeah. 46 laps this year. But you're going to go for 46 laps this year? Is that I what you said? Know. I mean, it honestly, part of it depends on the weather. So if it's pouring out, like mm -hmm. I, like, you know, in the weather for the last year, it actually started out a little warm and humid, uh, not too much, but it was a light drizzle and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and then it got cold and it was like a wet cold. Um, sure. So that stunk. I went through, I don't know how many pairs of hot hands and uh, some of the cooking stuff that they had froze. Um but it was fine. It was fun. I mean, again, I don't really drink that much. So what am I going to do? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were saying at the beginning. It's, it's an excuse not to have to make any plans because you're going yeah. to do this really cool thing. I have cool a plan. Thing. I have a plan. This. Yes. Yes. It's a pretty exactly. big plan. It's like a pretty epic plan too. So yeah. uh, I'm curious, how did they celebrate? Did they do anything at midnight uh, on the running course? Um, not too much because people who were, who had target goals um, didn't want to stop. And I understand that, but we got to watch all the fireworks of all the towns around us. Oh, that's cool. Um, which was very cool. And they did, they did have like sparklers and stuff. And, and there's a photo of me holding a sparkler and I had a champ. I didn't have champagne. I think I had Sprite or something. I um, say, Welch's grape juice, sparkling grape yeah, juice. <laughs> yeah. and I, I actually did bring spark. I brought so much stuff that I never touched, including Welch's grape, you know, the sparkling stuff, yeah. but mm -hmm. I just didn't, I was so tired and so frustrated just cause like you're out forever in the cold. It's, it's frustrating that I didn't even bother to open it. I think I donated it eventually. Okay. Um, um I have a quick question. You mentioned your mom, did you have an actual crew or was it no, like, no, they, um, I, I don't know. I don't remember what the official rules were. I think you were allowed to have one person just because again, it was, you know, it was the worst, the worst days of COVID I think in New mm. Jersey was that winter. I mean, it was really bad in the beginning because, you know, New York and New Jersey were hit really hard in the beginning, but it was, it was awful. I mean, I knew a couple of people who died, um, in January. Oh, cause wow. they got, yeah. Um, so most people, if they had a crew, it was one person and my mom offered to come and I said, absolutely not. Um, she is coming this year and she does want to stay the full time. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> She's like, I'll sleep in my car. I'm like, what? No. Um, I will say that last year, some people wanted to go home and sleep and come back. And the race organizers said, we never said you couldn't do that. But like, and I think this year they're saying you can't do that. So I've told her if she wants to come out and volunteer to please go home and get warm. 
because it's not very far from where we live. It's maybe a half hour, 45 minutes um, and they come back again. But um, no, it was, it was very small crews because they didn't want a ton of people out there. Got it. And there's no pacers allowed. So you didn't have that either. Well, and I have to say, even if they allowed you to go home, I can guarantee you. I, mean, oh, I would come back. Getting, yeah, getting out of your car is hard enough, right? Once you're in your warm bed, forget it. I, I wonder if I hadn't had an assignment, I might have ditched last year. I'm not ditched. I would have run very far and gone home and been proud of myself. So I have to figure out a reason this year. Maybe it's just my pride. <laughs> well, you're putting it out there. You already said 46 miles, Jen. I mean, I know it was like with a little bit of like not a whole lot of, uh, you know. Um, well, I will say... Last yeah. year, the only people who knew I was doing it was the New York Times team and the race directors because I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell anybody what I was doing because I wanted it to. You know, what if it was horrible and I had to write about how horrible it was? And this I, this year, I've actually told people, so I guess I have to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, you never, even if it's good, good or bad. I mean, you have a story to tell out of it. Well, so, sure. Yeah. So did did anything? Speaking of stories, did anything happen? You know, revelatory during the race? Did you have any insights or you know? Did you think about certain things or were you just kind of hating life towards the end? I had read a stat before something about how once you think that you're done, you actually have more left in you. And it was something based on the Navy SEALs. And I actually ran for a while with a young man who was trying to become a Navy SEAL that um, when you hit your wall, you still have more. And I thought when I laid in my sleeping bag in the back of my car that I had no more. And then I had more. Um, and it's made me, I haven't really raced since then. It's not like there's been a ton of opportunities and I didn't do any fall marathons cause I didn't actually think they would happen to be honest with you. Um, I ran a half marathon in Philly last month, but it did make me rethink of when I think I don't have any more, I can't finish this or I can't keep going that there's probably something more left if I need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a lesson. I mean, I think that applies pretty beautifully to COVID too, right? And the whole pandemic where you're like, that's okay. We have dogs too. (laughs) It's okay, Jen. I'm too early, sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, you know, as soon as you feel like, you know, that's, that's, I think one of the beautiful and the beautiful lessons of endurance sports is that you realize that there is more in you. And I think it gets amplified when you come through a 24 hour race, right? And it's dark and then the sun comes up again. I mean, what a a feeling, right? The fact that uh, when I woke up and started going again, I mean, I was wearing sweatpants, big Adidas stadium jacket and uh, Gags, the winner who goes by Gags, has this big, long beard covered in ice, refused to put pants on. He was wearing shorts. And like there's a Teresel Charens who's run like 300 ultra marathons or something like that. was like, dude, put pants on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I ended up walking with him for a while because I could tell he hadn't slept. He's, he was in, he's very good. I mean, he's a course record. He, you know, he has course records around here for ultras. And, you know, I was just like chat, like talking with him. And I said, you know, the sun's going to come up. It is going to come up. And then the sky started getting progressively lighter and lighter and lighter. And, and then it was like, we had a celebration that the sun came up. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and to watch the sunrise too. I mean, that's something that you don't have to do every day. So um, that's amazing. He wow. did say that roosters kept going off hours before sunrise and they were making him really angry. Um, cause it was in sort of, <laughs> it's an area of New Jersey where people have like backyard chickens and stuff. And he was so <laughs> mad. He's like, it's not time yet. <laughs> well, and, and then you, your mind is, yeah. At that point you're like delirious. And yeah, so like, yeah. just like anything could really set you off. So yeah. <laughs> Felt bad for him. <laughs> you, you, you had a nice quote from him, though, in your story that I read in the New York Times. You know, he said he kept thinking about the new year dawning in a different zo- different time zones around the, across yeah. the globe. Um, every hour, there's some part of the world that's having a celebration right now. I think that's so. I mean, I, I, who knows how much he absorbed that, but I love that sentiment, right? Like, to, I will say, I will say, I, I interviewed him on the course and then I talked to him again later. Okay. Um, most people I did call back just to make sure that like, cause you know, you're saying things to a reporter at three o'clock and you know, whatever. Sure. Um, and I just wanted to get some of his thoughts thinking back on it. And he told me that then, and my, oh. and, you know, totally fine. My editors were fine with it. So. Yeah. But that's, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. So, Let's go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. Yeah. So on a, if we're going to ask you to rate uh, this experience on a scale of one, which is nothing special to 10, which is highly, highly recommend. So what would you rate your 24 hour run or just any 24 hour run as a way to ring in the new year? Nine. A nine. Okay. 
I will right. say mine because there is no experience more special to me running than when I ran the New York City Marathon with my mother. So that's a 10. And I don't, I don't want to, you know, knock that down. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and you're doing it again. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> with an eye roll. <laughs> See that eye roll. I will say the fact that it's a time versus I have to get to a certain mark is, is easier mentally. I think, you know, I just got to stay out there for as long as I can versus, oh my gosh, I still have to run, you know, 20 more miles, 20 or 10 more miles. miles, which was part of the, the mind, whatever of the 50 K. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. great. Well, have fun this year and uh, we'll be cheering for you from afar, Thank Jen. You. Thank you. And finally, we have one more quote unquote athletic tradition to check in on. Adrian Martini, a staple around the Another Mother Runner parts, and her family eat all the meats, she told me, on New Year's Eve. So maybe her jaw runs a marathon? We got to kind of hear about this. So welcome, Adrian. Thanks for having me, Dimity. I'm always happy to share bizarre family traditions with you. So. <laughs> So um, I think we can all easily overindulge on New Year's Eve, but all the meats sounds all the meats. Uh, So the quick version is my family always spends the week between Christmas and New Year with another family. Um, We all the adults went to college together um, and our kids are now mostly adults, Uh, but we've done this for a decade. And there, it, we stay in a place in the Poconos uh, near Scranton, PA, the best little city in Pennsylvania, I guess. I don't know, made famous by The Office. <laughs> the Office, right? Yes. Thunder Mifflin. <laughs> yep. Um, but they have an Argentinian steakhouse. Uh, and the way they work is people wander with skewers of freshly grilled meats and then kind of carve some off at your table for you. And there are, I think, 12 or 13 different kinds of meats. So you kind of have to sample all the meats, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we have gone pretty much every year for about a decade. Last year, we we did not just because it was was weird. Uh, So we didn't do that. But pretty much every other year, we have gone and sampled all the meats and it starts slowly um, and you have like a little slice of the first meat and you're like, oh, well, this won't be so bad. But by <laughs> meat 10, <laughs> you start to realize you're really, you know, you're going to have to push. It's like a half marathon. You know, those, those first few miles, you're like, oh, this is this is nice. This is great. I can keep doing this. And then mm-hmm. it starts to wear. It starts to wear. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when we were talking about this a little before um, this podcast, we were just chatting, you and I, Adrian, and you've kind of, um, let's say, downgraded to a 5 or 10K from the yes. half marathon distance, would yes. you say? Yes, that is absolutely true. So my husband and my oldest child still enjoy all the meats. Um, I realized that I was not getting much enjoyment out of it. So <laughs> their salad bar is equally amazing. I mean, it's like the whole side of the room. Um, so I get the salad bar, which has plenty. Don't be, you know. Uh, you're, not, you're not eating like a rabbit. You're definitely I am not eating like a rabbit. I mean, there's still meats on the salad bar. It's like a whole <laughs> thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just get the salad bar anymore. And every now and again, we'll just take a forkful of a meat that somebody goes, oh, this is really good. And I will, I will sample that meat. But is yeah. it a it's not a fogo to chow it's the same idea it's just okay. not that brand it's a Got local it. family run argentinian we have now gone enough that the owners know us so oh, okay. if they need to shift the reservation somehow um they'll just call and and chit chat so like we walk in and they're like oh you're back yeah. glad Some to see martinis. you yes yeah um, you know what I mean? Come eat all of our meats. I know. I was about to say, and then they and then they reward you by shifting your reservation with another plate of what, like roast yes. beef or what? Yes, <laughs> probably, probably, or, or something from the bar. You're like, because what I really needed right now was a beer. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and how does the finale end? Because uh, the last meat is what? Okay, so it's not always the last meat, but it's usually the last meat. There are two finales. So the real finale is the chicken hearts. Um, which all of the children 
eat. And again, they're no longer children. They're, they're more like adult age. Um, so everybody has to take a bite of a chicken heart. Um, so they, they have all deemed them chewy, but inoffensive. Um, and then the real climax of the whole thing is grilled pineapple that they kind of, um, take slices off the skewer and put on your plate. And that is super delicious and exactly the perfect end to a bazillion pounds of meat. (laughs) And it's like a little bit of a dessert or then you go on. No, good Lord. I'm sure there are people who go on, but after that little sliver of pineapple, I'm like, yeah, no more, no more, no more. So Adrian, on a scale of one to 10, one being nothing special and 10 being highly, highly recommend, rate your all the meats as a way to ring in the new year. Um, So let me start with the caveat that you need to be a meat eater. Like if you're a vegetarian (laughs) or a vegan, I'm sure this sounds absolutely awful. Um, you know, I would put it, at seven or eight. Um, and I really recommend the salad bar with the occasional meat option because they also have like these little, um, tapioca and cheddar biscuity things that are really good. So yeah, well worth it. Oh, yum. Do you, and I'm just curious, do you have any, uh, of your own athletic traditions? Like, do you always run on before going to the, (laughs) to all the meets or afterwards the day after? Uh, it's usually the day after, um, although sometimes it's the day before that week, I try and keep to a real training schedule and do a longer run before all the meets. Um, I don't feel like I need to justify eating all of the meats, but I do feel much better if I have uh, run around a little bit. Yeah. Clear clear the passageways to clear the passageways. Yes. All the meats. Awesome. Well, thank you, Adrian, for joining us and thank all of our guests for sharing their fun traditions. It's been a, it's really cool to kind of get a different take on ringing in the new year. Um, And here's a friendly reminder. If you want your 2022 to ring in well, after you do your athletic tradition, if you want 2022 to be a year of consistency, strength, and community, consider joining Many Happy Miles, our year-long program that delivers 12 months of fresh workouts, strength circuits, challenges, expert workshops, and so much more. It's gonna be linked in the show notes here, so you can just click right there and head over to register, or you can also head to anothermotherrunner.com and look under the training menu, and it's right at the top. So, Many Happy Miles, Sarah, what, do, you, you, do you have any plans for New Year's Eve yet? I'm still figuring them out. So after hearing Jody, I was reminded that our local running club has a New Year's Day 5K. And so I think it would be perfect if they do have it this year because I'm coming back from my injury, that that would be great to bring my kids because perfect. if I wasn't with my kids, I'd probably be more um, amped to, to race it and I'm just not there. So bring them along, although they're probably going to be faster than me pretty soon. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully that race is on and it's like the best way to start and they have this late start time and it's so everybody can roll out of bed, you know, after staying up late and I'm hoping that's what we'll do. Perfect. How about you? I have a tradition. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping to make it to 10 p.m. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, happy new year. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.